Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, it must be... An important day because Tom Jones, your man, my former radio host, longtime columnist of the Tampa Times, now with the Pointer Institute of Media Studies, is joining us. Tommy, you're back, 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 better than ever. I th- I think this is a bait and switch because when I agreed to come on, it was before <laughs> the Bucks played. I assumed they were going to lose. <laughs> And so I'd come on and talk about a Bucks loss, and then they win, and now I don't have now anything to talk about. You're you're out of your comfort zone now. <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm spring loaded for negativity, and I there's nothing to be negative about. <laughs> no, there really isn't. They're one and zero. We're going to try to go one and zero every week, Tom. Don't go leading the charge. <laughs> I can tell you what. Uh, you know, I used to live in Minnesota, so every now and then I'll check out the podcast oh when I'm not God. listening to my man Rick Stroud here. I'm listening to. Uh, I listened to some of the Minnesota podcasts. Oh, like, my uh, God. Dan Barrero, who's a longtime radio guy, worked with him at the Star Tribune. Paul Allen, PA, who's the, oh, annu- yeah. who's a, the, you know, the announcer for the Vikings and a real big homer, which I, that's fine. You understand Should that. Should be, yeah. But uh, they are beside themselves <laughs> in Minnesota that they can't believe that they lost a Baker Bleep in Mayfield, as they kept <laughs> Is saying. They over oh yeah, and it, <laughs> and they're and they're also laughing that Baker owns them apparently. Although he's only played them twice, he's now two and zero. Two and zero. Once with Cleveland, once with Minnesota. But that just goes to show you, Rick. I mean that they were they were they already assumed that Thursday night's game against they're playing the Eagles, which is not going to be a fun game. Probably it's a big one. Yeah, they said. That made this game. They're 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 now looking at like, oh, this season's going down the drain. We're like, zero two. Yeah, yeah. You're and we lose to Baker Mayfield. Who are we going to beat? That's right. sort of the attitude that they have. So, um, I was stunned. I mean, I, not not. I mean, you know, I've done this long enough to know that you know any given Sunday, right? Me and you were in New Orleans one time when Brian Fitzpatrick threw threw for about four sixty. That's right. And four touchdowns, and nobody would have bet that. And they were like, "Yeah, how you like that?" And then they ended up winning five games. Um, but it. It is it is the NFL and week. I always say this: week one is a liar, right? Yes. Week, week one of all weeks in the NFL season is an absolute liar. I mean, do you think that the New York Giants are forty points worse than the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure, well, though. <laughs> okay, so they're thirty-four points worse, but they're, they're not at least 40. thirty. Yeah, no, no you, we we always you say there's no bigger overreaction Monday. Than oh. after the first week of the season, and you're absolutely right. But I tell you what, Rick, like going into that game, that first game for the Bucks, and you, you and I haven't really talked. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what I was expecting, um, but it wa- I wasn't expecting that. I thought Minnesota would play better. But here's the thing, and this is the thing that sometimes it takes sort of like an outsider's perspective to make you understand what's going on when you're around it all the time. You don't necessarily see it, and they were saying like part of the Bucks. They said, "Hey, you look at that Bucks team," and they're talking about. Uh, you know, Devin White and uh, Levante David and Winfield. And they were saying, look, they got guys that ball, man, Vita, Vita Vea. Like yeah. he said, like there's a, almost a respect here. Like we took these guys lightly. And yet when you watch them play, like these guys can play a little bit. You know, they're, they have experience in this league. They've been around a long time. They, 
They've they have these good reputations for a reason, and so there was a little bit of uh, a reason to think that maybe it wasn't this huge upset that that Minnesotans originally thought it was. But you know, hey, I'm impressed. And the, the other thing with Baker, like Baker played pretty decent football on Sunday. Well, he did. He didn't get much help in the first half. And I think to your point, I wrote a story about this. So I sat down with Baker and I've talked about this in, in New Jersey for a little bit. And I thought, you know, he's always the ultimate chip on your shoulder guy, right? Like, you know, not tall, not, you know, this and that. I mean, the guy freaking walked on at Texas Tech and then Oklahoma and won the Heisman and got his team to a, you know, to, to a championship. But um, he's still always been this late bloomer. And what he told me was, he goes, you know what? There's some guys in here that are really sort of motivated. He goes, that the national narrative is that Tom is gone and we suck. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, they don't suck. Now, there's an Achilles heel to this team, which is pretty obvious that I'll get to. Um, But it still was shocking in this sense, and that is, as much as you could look ahead, like I think the Vikings figured we're at home. We were we won 13 games a year ago. They don't have Brady. But to your point and what they were saying in Minnesota is true. There's like 12 or 13 guys that have rings on their fingers. Yeah. And 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 not all of them are very old. Like Mike Evans is in his 10th year. But you know what? He can still hurt you. And the other guys, like you mentioned, Devin White and Vita Vea and, you know, even, even Levante David and, and those two linebackers played Carlton Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Jamel Dean. Antoine Winfield Jr., who's in the prime of his career, going back home to Minnesota. There was a lot of overlooking, I think, that went on and has gone on throughout the offseason. I've seen the Bucks ranked as low as 31st, you know, in power rankings, which is to me a little absurd. But I think it's I think it's more about the gap or the perceived gap between between Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield, right? Right, right. Could have been Tom Brady and anybody, but they're discounting a guy that they just feel like, well, his, you know, he's never going to make it. He's not, you know, his his days are numbered. I don't know that that's the case with Baker yet. I don't know you can say that. And I think what happens too is when you have a guy like Baker Mayfield who's bounced around to a couple of teams, you tend to think, okay, what's the worst part of him? What are the things that we remember that are not really good about him? Instead sure. of remembering the, you know, because it's almost always, well, he's won a playoff game, but, and then they get on to all the, all the mm-hmm. bad stuff, you know, and you mm-hmm. sort of forget. Now, this isn't to say that he's not going to have moments this year where you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, sure. You know, but I also think that we're going to see moments like Sunday where he still competes hard. He still plays hard. He still can make throws. He still can, he's not going to get rattled. I don't think in that situation. That was the other thing about that game in Minnesota. I listened to a lot of that. It was fun. I was I was in my car. I was driving back from South Carolina, and oh, I was wow. listening, going back and forth between the the Bucks broadcast, you know, on Sirius XM there, and the Vikings broadcast, just to get the different perspectives. Yeah. And the thing was, they were talking the Bucks. That you know, you we've both been in that building before, Rick. I've only been there for oh, a preseason so game. So the v, the Jameis Winston, I think his first game ever was there in the preseason, right? I, I you might say, be right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's preseason, so. Uh, but regular season, that building it gets really loud, from what I understand. It does. And they were saying like the crowd was never, never, the Bucks never let the crowd become a factor in that game. On That's Sunday. true. That's true. And 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 it was, uh, yeah, they they got the skull chance going at times, but I think you know, in the first half was an abomination. I think really for for both teams, but for the Bucks in particular. Look, Dave Canales 
for as much as promise as, as everybody, and he's a very positive guy, and that's all great. And, you know, there's a lot of rah-rah to him, Pete Carroll and all that stuff. He got schooled, I thought, by Brian Flores. I thought Brian Flores is one of the better defensive coordinators in his league, former Dolphins head coach and all that, um, had a really good plan for them. And and what he would do is he would walk up to the line of scrimmage with his guys and make it look like we're coming. It's cover zero. We're, we're coming. And Baker would – and Robert Hainsey, who calls most of the line calls, they check to a mass protection, right? Because keep a back end, right? They got more guys than we can block. Um, you know, maybe a two or three man route, and and so they check to that. And it, before they could snap the ball, the Vikings got out of it and dropped into zone, dropped eight guys. So Baker's back there, and he's got time, but he's patting the ball, but there's nobody open. You got mm-hmm. eight guys to cover three, and so. You know that that that's how they. You know he went three for eleven for twelve yards to start the game, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is really bad. <laughs> like this is whew, this is not good." And then they got the two minute drive, and then they they figured out they could spread them out a little bit and go some up tempo, and and then they had the nine minute drive coming to kind of a two for one deal where they scored going into the half, scored a touchdown coming out of the half, and all of a sudden, um, the Vikings. But but you know this, Tom. Like most games in the NFL or a lot of games are lost more than they're won, yes. right? And the Vikings dominated that game in so many different ways. But when you throw a, a red zone, and not just a red, but a pick at the one-yard line, um, when you fumble a snap when you're you know inside the 20, it's just a, a center exchange. When you get a sack fumble recovery by Antoine Winfield and it leads to a field goal, you're like 17 points that you just more or less handed the other team in a sense. And that's what got the Vikings beat. I, I thought the Bucks played well at the end of the game when they needed to. They they made conversions and of course the throw to Chris Godwin and, and Baker running towards the sidelines and, and, and sort of stiff arming a guy and then lowering his shoulder and all that, which is not a good idea. Um but like the Vikings gave in my opinion, the Vikings were as responsible for losing the game as the Bucks were for winning it. And I don't take I, away the wins, but Right, no, and I th- I agree with you. And I think if you look around a lot of NFL games every week, that ha- we'll get into the Jets Bills game. I oh, think gosh. before we're done. And I I think as much as as much as you want to credit a gutsy Jets team for coming back after the Aaron Rodgers injury, that had a lot to do with Buffalo and Josh. Allen. Oh God, Josh Allen threw it away. Right, but and I but I, I wonder, Rick, and I wonder this is where I'm going to start to change my tune a little bit on the Bucks. And again, Week One overreaction Monday, sure. get all that stuff. But this is the formula I think on how they're going to win. Games. No question. No They're question. going to win games by uh, creating turnovers, winning the turnover battle, mm-hmm. special teams. I mean, you get a 57-yard field goal. They were goal. great. Yeah, I mean, incredible. Those, and, then, and then doing just enough offensively, mm-hmm. picking up first downs at the end of games, yep. you know, the, the clutch plays by like a guy like Godwin. Um, those are the moments that that I think will turn a team that I thought might have only win five or six games to maybe potentially an eight or nine win team. I don't know they're going to get there, but if they do, that's how they're going to do it. No, I totally agree. I, I think that they're going to have to play complementary football. That's what Todd Bowles is about. He's got an offensive coordinator who's green, but he's going to grow. And and you know what? They they can't run the football, Tom. For me to you, 2.2 yards per carry. You know what was interesting is you got to the end of the day and you go, they attempted 33 running plays. Oh, <laughs> like man. you averaged 2.2 and yet you still stuck with it, right? Like they were last in attempts a year ago. It doesn't really matter the score if you're in the game and you're running it. 
you're keeping the defense fresh. You're, you're, you know, yeah, you're shortening the game. A little yeah, bit. basically, you're running clock and less possessions for the other team. Uh, yeah, all of that. Yeah, and that's how they're going to win. They're going to they're going to be complimentary. It reminded me of the old, you know, this is buck ball. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, give me seventeen, and in this case, give me twenty, um, and all of that. But they they got it done somehow, and I think as as the weeks go on, I think they'll get more honed in on what what they are what Baker likes, you know, again, I think that Canales was a little out coached in the first half and made some adjustments. Um, look, they got the bears at home. The bears were awful in week one. Yes. Um, they got beat by a non Aaron Rodgers green Bay team, you know, uh, handily. And so you, you, you look at this season and you go, well, the first four games are just disastrous, right? You got, um, you're on the road at Minnesota. You come home and play the bears. You have to win that one. If you don't, then you got a Monday night game against the Eagles who are just better, right? Yes. Doesn't matter right. that it's home. Sure. And then you're going to New Orleans, who's I think the best team in the division with with Derek Carr. So you were looking at a possible four, oh and four with a bye week, maybe one and three. Yeah, and now all of a sudden the Bears win, yeah. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're you looking got, two, yeah, and two, money. Potentially, two and two, yeah. you're good. Yeah, yeah. And and if something goes wrong for the other team, maybe you're three and one. Like this is as as good a start as you could have ever imagined. So I don't know if it's sustainable. I think they'll they'll they're a favorite against Chicago, um, but it's the you know any given Sunday league and and uh, yeah. So so for the first week, this was entertaining and and Baker. The thing I was impressed about Baker is is that he didn't force stuff. Like he was patient, and I think if you're patient and you're playing that complimentary style, um, he could have said, "I'm going to rip one here. I'm going to try one there." He didn't. He took what the defense was giving him and a lot of three and outs. But they stayed in the game, and and that shows a certain maturity, I think, with Mayfield that maybe he, he wouldn't have had in the past. All right, more discussion, of course, with Tom Jones. But you guys already know it's hurricane season. I don't have to tell you that, but I just did. But there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank, and that's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar. Now, with solar battery backup power, there is no fuel cost, no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance fees, and... May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Now, solar battery backup can save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost you over $2,000 a week just to keep your house running. New solar battery systems qualify for a 30% tax credit, or you can add a battery to your existing Emphase solar system. So start trusting the pros today in solar to learn more about May Electric Solar's battery backup program or to just get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, let's get to the big story because mm-hmm. the big story, your boy, <laughs> A-Raj, Aaron Rodgers, of course, goes to the Jets. Tom, biggest damn story in the offseason, as big or bigger, but as big as Tom Brady coming to the Bucks after 20 years in New England, right? But this, you know, Tom came to Tampa. And it, it made it made Tampa relevant. You don't need much to make New York relevant. But when you bring Aaron Rodgers to New York, I mean, that's the Beatles getting off the plane in the Ed Sullivan show, right? I mean, that that's yeah. that's a big deal, right? So, and he completely bought in. He was everything that he pretended not to be, right? Like I'm the aloof, uh, you know, go to the darkness guy. No, no, no. He was all in on New York. He's going to all the events. Um, you know, he's he's taking a big bite out of the out of the Big Apple, and then, <laughs> honest to God, 
Can you imagine a bigger letdown in sports, much less the NFL, that you've got all this hype, he runs out with the American flag, and in one, two, three, four plays, it's over. It's Everything is done. All those national TV games, everything is coming up, done. Like, they're done. I don't it's care what. It's unbelievable. It's um, and oh I tell you what, Rick, I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. In fact, I kind of don't like him. Yeah, you don't. Well, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. I don't like him because I think he's, I think he's kind of one of those guys who thinks he's smarter than everybody else, mm-hmm. and then he gets offended when people don't think he's as smart. And they call him on it. Yeah, yeah like he he sort of has this attitude, like I don't care what anybody thinks about me, but then he really does care what people think about him. <laughs> but then I watch him on Hard Knocks, and I'm like, it's hard not to like him. Like yeah. there's something very charismatic about him. No question. And, I kind of like like so I watched Hard Knocks. I wasn't I, again. I don't care whether the Jets win or lose, but I was like, this is a great story. Like this is going to be a fun story. I sat down, you know. T- I mean, it really was a like a stereotypical bowl of popcorn. Got my drink next to me. <laughs> I was ready. I'm watching man. Monday Night Football. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready, like, man. And he rolled over, Rick. And as soon as it happened, I said, "Oh, this, and I, you know, it, it, it could have been a thing for a second. Like, oh, maybe he just got a cramp or something. And then when he rolled up on his back, I said. This is this, this is, is not good, and it's like you cannot believe that this actually happened. And I, right? I'm trying to think, Rick. Is there any other? I can't think of somebody. Call, I think it was Schefter for ESPN might have said that, like he cannot think of a of a more like devastating injury in the history of of the league based on everything you just said, Rick. All the hype, all the here they. You know the Jets maybe having a chance to be a Super Bowl champion or at least a Super Bowl contender, and having it go up in flames in seventy-two seconds or whatever it was. Like I can't think of another. I mean, we've seen guys get hurt first game before. I remember, you know, Tom Brady got hurt what first game of the year mm-hmm. uh, when the when New England when he when he uh, tore up his knee. But this is this is somebody said the other day like you know there's a writer strike going on because you can't even like this you can't even write this stuff like it's it was unbelievable and i feel bad because it would have been a great story all year now i think what would be the greatest story of all at this point for is if zach wilson somehow turns into you know somebody 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 other than what he's been somebody other than zach wilson right um and and actually leads the jets into the playoffs that would be a story i just don't think it's going to happen i think it gets i think it gets really dark even darker for them Come uh, next weekend when when Dallas comes when come calling on him. So yeah, no, there's there's no there's no bigger letdown. I think not just for New York, but for for the NFL and than to lose that this marquee drama that you built the entire off season around. And I wonder, you know, he's not a young guy, and yet, you know, he's got to go through a very difficult rehab with the Achilles and all of that, and he's going to be forty years old. And 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 and. I know there's probably some money at stake here along the way, and they're all motivated by that, of course. But does Aaron Rodgers, does he go out that way, or does he come back and say, well, bad break, it's football's football, I'm going to finish it the right way, could never happen to us twice, and and fights his way back and ends up being the quarterback a year from now? I don't really know. I, I'm not sh- and, and you know, this is a dude that wants to go in the darkness and drink whatever the hell it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think he's probably going to – meditate about it i think he's not going to make any rash decisions um no you can't because i imagine at this very moment he can't imagine like what the next year is going to look like just going through this incredible rehab 
I mean, right. everybody, I know people who've had Achilles tears. Oh, You've covered good. them. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a battle just to get back. Now he's got to go through the rehab just to get back to being a walking. Yeah. To being a human again, being able to walk just, you know, without pain. Yeah. Um, now the good thing, I guess he has it going for him. He's a quarterback. You know, he's not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a defensive back. He's not someone who necessarily needs that explosiveness. Right. Um, but you, as you mentioned, he's 40 years old. I, I was watching, I think, around the horn the other day, and they were talking about Sonny Jurgensen. Like, this was back in the 70s, and he was 38, 39 years old, came back from an Achilles tear. I would hope that medical technology and all that is much better now, than, and rehab is much better now than it was 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, and that Aaron Rodgers was probably in much better condition now than, than the football players were back in the 1970s. But I just... The mental aspect of it would seem to be the most difficult part for him to to try to overcome. And look, Rick, they were built for now. I know they still have a lot of guys oh, around yeah. for next year. This team was built for today. And this, yep. I mean, to win a Super Bowl this season and to have it just go down like that, it's just it's cruel. And um, I just in the NFL, you feel bad for the NFL in a way because that's a big loss. Yeah. It's a big loss. I mean, all these games that were supposed to be in prime time, it's a marquee. Yeah, team like in the New York Jets, just because it's a New York City team. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was watching Rick. I couldn't believe it. It's just you know, you know what I thought of. Uh, there's a couple of things. One was, and we lived through. It's still surreal to me when I look back on it. And it, it feels like Haley's comment that went across the sky and burned bright and was gone for the next sixty-five years or whatever. Um, and that is what Tom Brady was able to accomplish. Like mm. pandemic. Like all of that, right? We got that's put that aside, okay? But I think when you see something like what just happened on Monday night, and Rogers is younger than what Brady was. Brady was what forty two when he came here, yeah. I think. Um, when you see something like that happen, you go, you know what? What Brady did is unbelievable. Like he did all the things Rogers did, right? Uh, immersed himself in a new culture. Um, brought in teammates, you know, did did all of that, okay? But he brought home the, the hardware, man. Like, he made it through every single game, and guys fought their asses off to play for him and play with him. And I, I, I feel like maybe just now, because it was probably assumed that, well, Rodgers will do the same thing or could do the same thing, that now maybe you appreciate, like, yeah, no, this dude was the unicorn. Like, this is not easy, man. It's not easy to jump after 20 years to a new team, all the new stuff, not much less during COVID, and win it all, win the Super Bowl. And that's the bar that essentially Aaron Rodgers had to get over or the season would not so have been So many things success. have to go right, too, because you look back oh. at the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. And yeah. I mean, you other players, like you said, other players showed up. They have to play well. You hope you have no other major injuries. I mean, if the Bucks had really suffered a couple of devastating injuries on defense, I know Vita Vea was hurt, I think, for that, yeah, came back in the championship game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it's, it's, you go through some injuries, but that's what people were, you know, were talking about this Jets thing with Aaron Rodgers goes down. Um, that defense stayed remarkably healthy last year. Yeah. And th- what's you know, someone's it's someone's it's it's football. Someone's going to get hurt. So you're right, Rick. When you look at what Brady went through, coming in, doing what he did, and everything sort of lined up around him as well. Um. It's yeah, you you are reminded just how difficult it is to win a championship in any sport. 
And that's right. why when people talk about, oh, the lighting when they want it during the yeah, it's COVID, it didn't, or strike shortened seasons or whatever. Matter. It's hard to win. Yeah. Like, if you give me a team or the field, I'll always take the field. Absolutely. Just because it's everything has to line up just perfectly almost in order for a team to win a championship. And what happened in Tampa Bay is, is just amazing. I, I would like to think now that, you know, I would like, to, I would be great if Aaron Rodgers did come back from this and give it one good go. It'd be a great story. But if I'm him this morning, waking up the day after, uh, are you giving up? Just, Are you saying I'm like, gonna yeah. go back I mean, in the I, darkness? And I think, think he's going to. I think he's going to go through like sort of ups and downs through this whole thing. I think there'll be moments over the next year where he's like absolutely determined. I'm coming back from this thing, and then there's got to be moments where he's like, "No, I'm done. I'll never. I don't want to go through this." You know, it's just you know, Damian Woody from um, ESPN right. talked ESPN, about it. Yeah, he, he tore his Achilles, and, he's, and this was after he had a major knee surgery. And he, he retired, said, didn't he? Yeah, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I just yeah. can't mentally. I'm, you know, I'm just. It's too much. I just can't go through the rehab anymore. And you, I mean, the Packers sort of get screwed out of this, right? They were supposed to get a. I well, think Rodgers had to play. Draft pick, but I tell you what, it says to the Packers: they made the right decision. Yeah, probably. And and I mean, they had no way of knowing he was going to get hurt, nor would they probably want him to. But they got rid of a, an older quarterback for what they believe is the heir apparent. And who's going to argue with them when you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? You know, and you, you think you got a quarterback, so they're one and oh and moving forward and you know what? At the end of the day, Rogers is done for the season. And who's to say in the same circumstances or similar that, that Achilles may have given out? I mean, that's again, that's the thing about uh older players. You really don't know what you're gonna get. So I I think the Packers are probably pretty happy about this right now. I would imagine the rest of the AFC East is really happy. Except for, and this was unbelievable to me, with all that happened, what the hell, Buffalo? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Josh Allen, pick up a copy of your I'm Worse Than Jameis Winston with a football. You know what? Game. You brought up the guy that I was thinking about all watching that game on Monday night, Rick, my and that's goodness. Jameis Winston. You and I, and here's the thing. I watched that press conference after the Monday night game where Josh Allen was up there despondent, like, this is on me. Yeah, I can't it's all do on this. me. It's all I, gotta on play, me. I just got to get better. How many times were we in that press conference in Tampa? A hundred thousand. Right? I just, just got to get better. You know, I just got to get better. I just I can't turn the ball over. I know I can't turn the ball yeah, over. Yeah, we know. We know. You know how <laughs> we he, know? Because you've turned it over more than any quarterback alive in the last five years. And that's the same things we heard out of Jameis Winston over and over again. And my point being is, Rick, we could talk. You could talk all you want. A guy who is who he is. If he turns really? the ball that's, over, yeah. he's going to you know turn the are? ball over. Steve Spurrier used to say, about guys that would fumble the ball. He's a fumbler. He's a fumbler. <laughs> it doesn't get better. No. They they sit there and they and they talk about it after every game. I gotta be better. I'm gonna be better. And the coaches said, I've talked to him. We've had a long discussion. He's gonna get better at it. And then it never gets better. We watched it for four years or whatever the Jameis was here. Every yeah. game he threw Five an interception. Yeah. yeah. After every game he would say, well, I know, I, mean, I know, I know. And then he didn't do anything about it. Right, and th- th- he would swear that he would, and then he wouldn't. I mean, the great, the, the great symmetry of Jameis is the symmetry of suck, if you will, was his first pass in the NFL, literally first attempt, was a pick six. You know what his last pass with the Buccaneers was? Yeah. A pick six to lose the game. And that at that moment, as I've talked to him, Bruce Arians is walking off the field with, like, Tom Moore, and he goes, well, that's it. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. he was brought here, the quarterback whisperer, to save Jameis. And at one point, they were 7-7, seven and seven, and he'd gone back-to-back games with 460-something yards. And you thought, you know what? They're favored against Houston. They're favored against Atlanta. They finished 9-7. and seven. He's back. Like, they're going to give him a contract. Not so fast, my friend, as your friend right. uh, would say. And then he has the the meltdown, and it's like, yeah, we got to find what's behind door number two, and the rest is history. But you're right. This is sort of what the trajectory that Josh Allen is on. And I don't get it because, and I'll just say it, if this was a lot of quarterbacks, like we heard a lot of stuff about Deshaun uh, Watson. We've heard a lot of stuff about, um, you know, certain quarterbacks that, that, that turn the ball over. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott in particular, yeah. I'm thinking about. Dak in Dallas, you know, it's like you can't turn it over. You can't turn it over. The guy's a turnover machine. Nobody is a bigger turnover machine, machine than Josh Allen. And people don't talk about him the way they do Dak Prescott. They just That's don't. That's right. And I, yeah, yeah, and we can have, you can have opinions on why that is. Sure. But it's certainly, uh, Somebody who, like I said, I I, I followed Ben Roethlisberger's career a lot because I, oh you know, god, yeah. I mean, he was a guy that turned. He just threw interceptions. That's all he did. And right. I mean, he threw he throw at least ten a year. And that yeah. doesn't mean he can't have success because obviously Ben Roethlisberger had success in the NFL. Josh Allen has had success. Dak Prescott has had success. But when you get into games like last uh, last Monday night, that the only reason the Jets won that game is because Josh Allen couldn't hold on to the football. He fumbled That's it. Right. He threw it. Threw it and. Uh, you could say, well, this guy should have run a better route. One was as good nah, as a threw punt, the game blah, away. blah, blah. Threw it away. He threw it away. And they, fumbled they, it away. Yeah. They, they, you can't turn the ball over four times, give up a special teams touchdown, and expect no, to win in this league. No. I don't care who you're – Zach Wilson's the other team's quarterback. I don't care. You're going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look. He's a, somebody else made this mention too, Rick, and I – and I sort of agree with it. I think Josh Allen is just a bad decision maker at times. And mm-hmm. that, and, and a perfect example of that was there was a moment in the game Monday night where the Bills had, I think it was late in the first half. It was third and long, third and 12, something like that. Right, right. He rolls out. He's clearly not going to get the first down. He's surrounded by two or three guys, six or seven yards short of the first down. And instead of just falling down, he jumps in the air. And he gets crushed. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. That's again, that's just bad decision making. Trying to make a play where there's nothing there. Yep. And and I don't know that you could talk a guy out of stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know not. you could coach that out of a guy. Yeah. Because Dirk Hutter tried for three years to try to talk Jameis Winston out of throwing footballs to well, the other team and he couldn't do it. Yeah. Dirk Cutter, Lovey Smith, Bruce Arians, right? He had three Everybody. head coaches all yeah. saying the same thing is like, you can't throw it there. You have to protect the football. And he, and he never did. And that's why he's a backup now. And, um, so what do the jets do now, Rick? If you're, if you're the jets and we're recording this on Tuesday night. Yeah. So, uh, as far as we know, they haven't done anything yet. Do you do you have to ride out with Zach Wilson because I don't know what your options are unless you go, sort of the you know the Matt Ryan. You, well, you Jill first of Flacco. all, and, and, yeah, I think I think Robert Sally said it today. It's like this is Zach's team, you know, like we're we're gonna ride or die. And of course, you say that, and then you know after they lose the next four, if they were to, they would be looking at for a new quarterback. I think that while Zach is nowhere equipped and prepared for this, and who would be, um, he's probably gotten a little bit of, you know, insulation, if you will, from Aaron Rodgers and that Rodgers took so much of the attention and so much of the oxygen that 
you know, sitting back watching him, talking to him, might actually, in a in a weird way, benefit. I'm one of these guys that thinks that you can only get better by playing. I don't, I don't, I don't buy right. the whole, you know, right. he's in the lab type of thing. Um, but, uh, and I'm not. From what I saw, there's nothing that jumps out at me about him. But I think it's a good opportunity for him. If you're going to sign a backup or a guy to come in or whatever that is, who are we talking about? Joe Flacco? Right. Right. Matt you're going to sign Carton, Carson Wentz? Philip Rivers. Like, Philip like, Rivers. Like, there's nobody that's going to say, okay, we're going. We're winning this game. We're winning the Super Bowl. That's them to cards, man. Like, every year there's a team that's going to have that little assassin, you know, just get rid of their best player. And there's really nothing you can do except pray. That that's what it comes down to. It's a war of attrition. It's NASCAR. It's all that, and you got to find a way. Um, I just don't know how they how they move forward, Rick, because I think they're going to get killed on Sunday against Dallas. Probably. I think. I mean, that Dallas defense is is incredible. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. That guy's as good a player as there is in football. Yeah. And uh, and I, you're talking about a quarterback who a year ago was so. But last two years, not only was he bad, Rick. He was, I think, he, like his teammates didn't like him. Now, maybe that's changed over the last year, over the last offseason with Aaron Rodgers and sort of seems to be, everybody loves Zach Wilson now, you know, hard yeah, knocks and all yeah. that. Like, everybody's great. That's because he wasn't going to play. <laughs> but now he's going to play. always popular, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, oh, he's learning. He's getting better. He's more mature, blah, blah, blah. Well, now he's going to get into a game and they're going to get killed and people are going to say, here we go again. I'm not sure that he was he's beloved by his teammates. I just don't know how you move forward with this. And I think the rest of the team looks around and said, we have a team that's good enough to win in this league. Uh, defensively, certainly. They got a decent running game now. They have some spectacular – boy, that Garrett Wilson. That oh, he's guy. Special. Yeah, he's, he's special. Yeah, I mean, he's a top five receiver. Mm-hmm. And that catch that he made on Monday night is as good a catch as you're going to see. I just don't know – if they start losing games, that not everybody's going to turn around and look at, at Zach Wilson and say, you're the reason why we're losing these games, even if it's not. Well, I'll say this. I predicted that something could happen. I didn't know this would happen. But before the game, some buddies of mine texted, and they were all excited about the Jets and this, that, and the other. And all I said was merely, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if they can protect him. Because I was there uh, for the one practice they had up in uh, New Jersey with, with the Jets. And I'm here to tell you, without even one of the better pass rushes, they were obliterating the Jets' offensive line to the point where it became a discussion about the Jets' offensive line when Rodgers got up there after the practice. And, you know, he was throwing his flowers at Becton and different guys about, oh, they've changed as human beings and this, that, and the other. You know what? You got your quarterback hit twice in the first four plays. Yep. And if that's your offense, you need to change it because – you just wiped out your season because that guy got hit and he cannot get hit. And that's job one period. Right. And I, I thought Bruce Arians did a good job with it. I thought, you know, that, that that's sort of the way you win. Um, but I mean, come on, like there it's, it's not to me. And I, I wrote this before the game. It's not a surprise that you got the quarterback hurt. And it, and is again, I'll quote Tom Morgan's all these quotes. His thing is like, you know, if, if, if number 12, or in this case, number eight gets hurt, you can pick up the songbooks because church is over. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, you can't replace an Aaron Rodgers. You can't replace a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. Like, they might go on and make the playoffs or a wild card or some such notion, but that's not why that guy's here. That guy's no. here for one reason 
to win the Super Bowl. Right. And that's what we talked about, Brady. If Brady had come in, you know, they had the last two seasons he was here and they made the playoffs. They actually mm-hmm. won a playoff game his second year here. But that's he was here to win a Super Bowl. Not Absolutely. Come, and, and so that's why everything after the first year was gravy after that. But, yeah. um, but they won a Super Bowl. You're right. Just now getting the playoffs isn't good enough. You're, and you're also right. Look, I feel bad for the, for the left tackle because I, I'm not sure the play that Rodgers got hurt on was actually – Everybody's talking about it was it was the Lions' fault. I'm not sure it was. I think Rodgers was supposed to get rid of that ball. He held the ball. They were he, trying to cut the guy, and that means right. that you're supposed to get it out of your hands. You're supposed yeah. to get it out of your hands. But you're right, 100% right. I think I read the stat where he was pressured on three. It was quarterback official quarterback pressures on three uh, of his passes. Of the four dropbacks, yeah. Yeah, and that's unacceptable. Can't have it. Um, no, I agree. But, but also, too, Rick, if I had told you going into the season, like you just mentioned a minute ago, that your 39-year-old quarterback is going to get hurt at some point during the season. And it doesn't matter whether it's now or in week 15. If he's seriously injured, it it wouldn't shock you. It shouldn't shock you because healthy healthy young quarterbacks get hurt in this league. It's a violent game. Mm-hmm. And so I, we shouldn't be at all surprised necessarily at this time. But I don't know what the Jets do from here, Rick, because uh, you ha- I guess you have to go with Zach Wilson. Um, unless for the you can, short term, for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I and, and by the time you figure out anything else to do, there was talk about. I mean, do you throw? Do you do something crazy and try to get a Kyler Murray or? Yeah, but he, I mean, he's out for play, a month. Yeah, yeah. Somebody mentioned that M- Matt Stafford could be available. Jameis Winston has been mentioned. Of, so okay, so how about Jameis? Would would that work? I can't mm-hmm. imagine. First of all, in in all these examples, like. What's my motivation if I'm the New Orleans Saints to trade Jameis Winston? Like, I may need that guy to start a game or two, and we move our our way on to the Super Bowl. Or maybe, you know, you have a situation where he has to play Week 17 through the playoffs. At least you have a dude. You have a guy. Not saying he's great. Not saying he's going to be a lot different, you know, than he was when he left here. But yeah, I I don't know that I'm I'm trading one of these dudes that can help me. If that makes sense, like no, I agree. I think I agree. those guys are stuck. I think you're looking at a free agent, a Teddy Bridgewater, a Joe Flacco, these sorts of guys that's going to have to come in here and, and and take a number three quarterback deal. I would. Somebody mentioned I was talking to a buddy of mine in Pittsburgh, and they thought mm-hmm. maybe the Steelers should offer up a Mason Rudolph just to see what they could get. You know, he's their number Oof. three in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I mean, I actually think he might be better than Zach Wilson, but he certainly <laughs> is. You know, better than their number two guy, which they don't have a number two guy. They don't right have now. one, yeah. But you're right, Rick. I mean, they're probably. I mean, they probably end up going that right of Teddy, a free agent. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably take a chance on Carson Wentz if I could get him. I mean, I, he's the most quarterback ready guy. I don't. I mean, there's a lot of baggage that comes with him, and they'd probably melt down if they brought him to New York because it would be like a every day would be <laughs> on the couch true. with the analyst. You know, it's like. That's so true. what happened today, Carson? Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know that they want that. It's interesting. We'll follow it all year long. We'll see what the Bucks do. Obviously, the the the, uh, the Jets, for that matter. Yeah. But um, get you out on one this more. One. I was going to say one more for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Why in twenty twenty three are we still playing on turf on outdoor stadiums? And I don't know if that's what resulted in the injury to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about that. Yeah. But they put gra- they put did. grass in that stadium for a soccer game this summer. Right, and they're going to and they're going to do it again in the World Cup for World Cup. Yeah. Like, we know that grass is safer. I don't know if that would have prevented Aaron Rodgers' injury. Don't oh, know. Is that but, is this a Woody Johnson question? I mean, who's paying for? Well, the, but no, there's the lots turf. of stadiums in the NFL that still have turf. 
They're not. No, the other, I think they're in charge of it being turf or not. But I'm just saying, as much as player safety that they talk about, and they don't want star players hurt. Like that's an easy one for the NFL to say. If you can grow grass, if you, if the roof's open, mm-hmm. there's no excuse you shouldn't have grass. Right. Yeah. To me. And I don't know the reason they don't do it at MetLife. Did they not do it because they have to switch over between giant emblems and Jets That's, emblems I mean, they and stuff have to like do that? that? And then 24 hours. They, they yeah. do it at Pittsburgh for Pitt and, Pitt and the Steelers. They do it at That's Ray grass, J for right? USF yeah. and the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if if that's the reason you're doing it, that's not a good reason not to do it. Right. Clearly. Yeah. I just feel like the fans are, you know, pushed further and further back. Well, this is uh, this has been great, and uh, it's always great to have you, Tommy. Yeah. As, as you know. Um, good to got- be here. Uh, well, I can be a little bit negative as we were taping this to the Rays lost. So blew they a game. Did? They were yeah. winning two to one. What the hell yeah, happened? Well, I got on and they lost three two. That's what oh, happened. That's what happened. I happened. You were on. What you, you occurred. Things were as soon as we, as soon as Steve hit record. You're clearly not doing this in your kitchen where you couldn't see the TV. So you're sitting <laughs> I somewhere. I can't see it. I'm sitting in the dining room where I can see the TV, and I saw a two run homer by the Twins in the seventh oh, inning or whatever. Devastating. Blown yeah, save. Or, or blown a save. homer at some point. Yeah. yeah. No. The what's his name? The starter. Uh, oh, really? He was yeah. still in. Yeah, Latell okay. in the seventh. Well, tell him the seventh. Yeah. <laughs> back, but, uh, back, back, back. I don't know, Rick. Boy, these injuries are starting to pile up series out now. That's not good. And I, I think, it, and you know, Rick, you played baseball. Hand injuries, guy could come back in three weeks. I don't know that he's going to be The short. bone, the x-rays may say he's okay. I'm yeah. here to tell you, when you try to grip that bat, it's like squeezing a razor blade. Yeah. I, just I, think- I can't even, my, your fingers, as much as anything, when you hit, are so important. Like you get drilled on one or you get a knuckle job or whatever, like somebody throws one inside, um, good luck because you're just not going to hold the bat the same way if you can hold it at all, and I'm not sure he can. Yeah, so even if he does come back, which we hope he does in time for the playoffs, I just don't know how how strong that hand's going to be in order to swing. Uh, We still don't know what's going to happen. I I mean, we're assuming Wander is done for the year. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, it, none of this feels right. I mean, I know the Rays were, had a chance to win their 90th game uh, and will win 90 games plus and maybe 100, but I swear to God, this is the most, like, lower expectations team I've ever known to win 90 games. In other words, I don't think anybody believes they're doing anything in the postseason. And no. whether they win the division or they don't, I I think the general consensus is, yeah, they're a nice little team. They're one and done. The yeah. thing to, to start, and we'll find out more this weekend because they play the Orioles in this big series. Yeah. Uh, but when when the Orioles came here and overtook the Rays and, and basically have taken over and haven't looked back in first place right. since then, uh, there it, to me there was a noticeable gap between those two teams. Like I thought the Orioles are a better team. At least at that point they were a better team. And right. certainly, and I want to say Wonder Franco played in that series. He and did. So, yeah. Um, and so now the Rays have gotten. Um, and then they've had some injuries since then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think, yeah, I just don't think they're as good as the Orioles. And you're right. It's just the things are piling up on them to a point where it's hard to imagine them going very deep in the playoffs. Although I'm not as down on their pitching. I mean, certainly if, no, Shane McClanahan, having him around would have been nice. But yeah, I, you'll I, see I actually him think in 2025. They're, right. I actually think their starting pitching might be okay, decent enough to get them through a series or two in the postseason. But. I just, you're right. There's just something about it that makes you think mm, this team's not going to win the whole thing. No, there's just there's no momentum, no feel. 
We'll see. That's why they play the games and all of that. Uh, he is Tom Jones. You can check him out on uh, Pointer T, dot, T Pointer, Jones. T Jones. Well, at, that, uh, that's my that's my email. But uh, at uh, Pointer, Tom W. Pointer Jones org. on yeah. X and Pointer.org. Although not this week. I'm off. I'm on vacation this week. What? Why I'm, yeah. Again? <laughs> hey. It's like You're the like a radio host. I'm like, like the DAE yeah, guys taking vacation every yeah, day. Yeah, does anybody ever work together or is it just no. somebody who's off all the time? You and, and I always worked together. We did, and we worked well together. But we, 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 were, we were doing remotes when it wasn't even remotely possible to do remotes, <laughs> but we still did them. You're driving um, through suburbs at 4 in the morning looking for a radio station. The worst accident I, I avoided was in D.C. on the Beltway because I was trying to make my way to Maryland. <laughs> to do a, to, to a for radio a six a.m. hit, yeah, it's like, well, you know, it was a night game too. Like the night before, I got about two hours sleep. So that, always a safe thing to do. But no, man, it's. Uh, I was I was in a, a doing a, a, a remote from Pittsburgh one time. Actually, I was right. hosting the show. Yeah, you were from Pittsburgh I, for whatever reason. You weren't. That was Rocky Blyer was on. I that saw was like, <laughs> Rocky Blyer. Yeah, Jack, I heard it. Jack Ham. Yeah. yeah. The but for whatever you were off at this, it's one of the rare times that you and I were were both not on at the same time. But it was during the the NHL playoffs, and so the Penguins were oh, playing. Okay. Lightning were playing the Penguins, so I went to a radio station out in the middle. I think it was this was in Pittsburgh. It was there in New in Orleans, Latrobe, like somewhere. a station like, in Latrobe. Yeah, it was like way out of town. Yeah. So I go there, and they put me in this little like room, this little studio that really was like a closet. <laughs> it's a shoebox, yeah. And and so I'm doing this. I start the. <laughs> We're getting ready to start the show, and I'm doing. I do the first segment, and we go. I, we go to break, and Derek Sharp was our producer. Yep. And he says, "Is there another radio show going on, like real close to you?" And yeah, I like said, the whole station, man. I go, "No, that I can't hear anything." He goes, "I'm picking up another radio show. Are you not hearing this?" And I said, "No." And he said, he listened real close. He goes, "It's the Steve Harvey show." <laughs> God. And somehow they had like another computer on in the room that I couldn't hear. That was picking that up. That was Steve picking Harvey. up. So it was me and Steve Harvey actually hosted a show together, apparently. <laughs> there were two different shows, but we were on at the same time. <laughs> we were on the same time, same bad channel. And I'm yeah. wandering through the halls looking for a guy that, you know, somebody like, hey, can you turn, I don't know what I'm listening, but can you turn Steve Harvey off somewhere? Well, that was the thing. There was always the one guy. That would come in and set you up, right? You'd be like, right. okay, here's the dump button. Yeah, here's the uh, volume. Uh, and uh, your cans are over there. Good, Have a good good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Had no like, interest to be. He what? didn't want to be there. <laughs> no, it's like, wait a minute. You're just going to leave me in your studio alone? Like, yeah. what's going and, on and you're just And you would just sit there literally hoping that you would hear Derek's voice. And you're like, Tom, Rick, can you hear me? Yeah, I didn't know. Like, otherwise, it was you could have just sat there. They could have started to start me up music, and yep. yeah, and, yeah. and there would have been silence for the next three hours because I couldn't hear it, you know, unless Derek jumped on. So. Yeah, but we are together. We are. are together, and we, we can take some days off because we get a lot of days off. Enjoy your vacay. <laughs> Thank Thanks for you. coming on. Open invitation, as you know. This will be the most popular podcast of the week, no question. Well, if the Bucks keep winning, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. So I'll come on after the next Bucks loss. How's that? Win, win. <laughs> 17 and old man. <laughs> Go ahead and admit it. You know it's going to happen. You Let think? Baker bake, right? Let Baker bake, yeah. That's what it's all about. Don't be a hater. Be a baker. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll talk hey. to you. Thanks again. Thanks, fellas. See you, Tommy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Thanks to Tom Jones, as always. Of course, uh, we've got lots coming up. The Rays wrap up their series against the Minnesota Twins. That'll be something to look forward to as they then move on to uh, the Baltimore Orioles after that. Right, Steve? I think that's correct. Yes. Uh, that's so the they failed to ke- uh, move up a game today. The Orioles lost to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So the Rays, as they could not hold on to the win, remain three games back. And uh, hopefully Yandy Diaz can play. Oh. He has a testicular contusion. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, I watched it. I saw you know, where the baseball went and I'm not sure why or how he stood in that box, but yeah, that was, that was looked painful and I'm sure it, very, it, it was as well. The Bucks uh, will return to work uh, after their victory uh, Monday and Tuesday, I guess you would say, and they will begin preparations for their game on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Baker Mayfield will have a chance to talk. We'll have all of that and so much more for you. We do it all for you. Right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.